Hello and welcome to the Brady Bros Boston Sports Podcast, where we cover everything in the Boston sports world. My name is James Brady, and somewhere across the globe, in a room somewhere, connected via pretty questionable internet, my brother Nicholas, say hello. Hello, everybody. Today is Thursday, October 17th, and this is episode 35, and that was a real roundabout way to uh, introduce me there, James. Yeah, I have to think of something new every week, but honestly, nothing nothing changes. I'm still in the same place. You're still in the same place. The Red Sox yep, are still I mean, in the same place, not the playoffs. So Not the playoffs. Yep. We're down to three teams in the MLB playoffs with the Nationals sweeping the Cardinals. Uh, big bummer, because my roommate here is a Cardinals fan. Uh, bigger bummer that the AL is just the Astros and the Yankees left. So the Nationals will be playing one of those two teams. I I mean, I hope, like, I'm rooting for the Astros over the Yankees, obviously. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's a given. I mean, I am on record saying I don't want either of those teams to win. But if that I had to pick well. one, Astros, but that's just to win the AL. I, I Nationals all the way. I'm all for it. Bring here's, it home to see. Let's, let's uh, yeah, like Bryce Harper said, I want to bring a title back to this nation's capital or whatever. What did he say? Back to DC. Back to DC. Yeah, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't wrong. That's looking no, like a really was... good take. Yeah, not for uh, him, but ask... for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> maybe he knew. Maybe he threw a lot of money at the Nats. You know what I'm saying? No. No. All right. Well, he's gambling. Oh no! Hold on. Let's let's ask the big question, James. Uh. Do the Nationals stand a chance against either the Astros or the Yankees? I would say yes, because they contended with an insane Dodgers team, which frankly, I guess, hasn't won the World Series despite being there the last two years. But they've already beat, in my opinion, what was their biggest competition in the National League? I think they stand a chance. Do I necessarily think they're going to win, If the, regardless of who goes to the World Series? I wouldn't put my money on it. I still think the AL is stronger than the NL and uh, has been for a couple of years, but I don't think this is just like a throwaway for the Nationals. I think they do stand a chance, but it'll be I think it'll be close. No, I'm on board with you. They wouldn't they wouldn't be there if they didn't stand a chance type of thing. Exactly. But I, I don't I don't think I this would is also a four agree. Out, but I would also agree that yeah, the Astros are Yankees if if I was a betting man and uh I am. Uh, I would I would put uh, put up money on the Astros or Yankees over the Nationals. I will not be doing so because, well, it's a slippery slope. It is a slippery slope. It's very true. All right. Well, we will keep you updated on the World Series. We can uh, segue on into the Celtics, who are very close to starting some regular season basketball in just one week, right? Less, well, than, less than a week, less than a week, a week for me because they play on like Thursday morning for me. But oh, well, six days, six days, October twenty third versus the Philadelphia 76ers. That hasn't changed, and we've been saying it for a couple months. But uh, prior to regular season, the Celtics have finished preseason four and zero. They played Cleveland twice and the Hornets. Who else? The Hornets. Oh, same as last year. Yeah, same as last year. Uh, two not very strong teams, but you know they looked uh, they looked good, especially the younger guys. Yeah. So probably the biggest headline to come out of preseason uh, came from the last game, I believe, and 
it was rookie Carson Edwards hitting eight threes, which is pretty impressive by itself. But he did that in the third quarter alone. And if you broke it down even more, it was in just five minutes of in-game time. He hit eight three-pointers. Which is Yeah, that was insane. I saw the highlights. He hit some deep ones too. Like we're talking a full step back behind the line. I mean, he was hitting them off the dribble, he was hitting them off screens, he was looking I mean he was he was dialed in, that's for sure. Yeah, and I mean I don't think this is like, oh, we can expect this from him every night, but it just shows you if he gets a hot hand and he's feeling his shooting, he's very dangerous. Agreed. Some of the other bigger news to come out of preseason, uh Taco's Taco Fall, who has taken really the, the Boston fans by storm, and I'd say a lot of the other NBA fans. Um Wait, weren't they in Orlando one of these games for preseason? I'll check in the meantime. Keep whatever you're doing. Keep because going. I'm pretty sure Taco Fall uh, quickly becoming one of the oh. favorite Celtics. Uh, were they in Orlando for preseason? Yeah, so it went Charlotte, Orlando, Cleveland, Cleveland. Yeah, okay. I was going to say apologies. because I remember. Yeah, we uh, we don't know what's going on. Right no, we're not just, a clue. Uh, um, I remember seeing it in Orlando. He got a huge. A uh, huge cheer when they put him in, like at the very end of the fourth quarter. Like these people just wanted to see him on the court again. Uh, that was a very, very long tangent to say that his contract with the Celtics has been updated. He will spend the majority of the season in—is it the G League? Technically, I don't know. It's on some main team, so he uh, will not be with the Celtics for the most part. His contract, uh, from what I read, does allow him. I think it's forty-five days in the NBA throughout the season. So it sounds like he will spend the most of his time uh, either developing further and just uh, you know getting more minutes than he would in the NBA. Yeah, that that that's fair. Because uh, obviously and, we signed him on a very cheap rookie deal, which yeah, really... I mean un- an undrafted rookie as well. So it makes sense that he wouldn't see a whole lot of whole lot of NBA time. Unfortunately, even though he. Uh, I don't know. He he had some good plays in preseason, that's for sure. He did, and he's just it's seemingly I mean, unstoppable. In it's terms pretty of his, easy his when height you just have to size. jump like two inches to dunk. Yeah, it's not not fair. And in terms of his blocking abilities, like he just has to hold his arm up. He doesn't have to jump. He just has to hold his arm up, and he's at the rim. Yeah, that's uh, definitely an advantage in the defending category. Speaking of contracts, James, do you want to take us through some of the uh, some of the bigger contract news that came out as of just a couple days ago, I believe? Yeah, so the Celtics offered Jalen Brown four years, $80 million contract extension, which if you're an average person and did some math, crunched the numbers, that's $20 million per season. <laughs> Um, and he didn't sign an extension because he believes he can make more money than $20 million a year. So has he officially turned it down or he's just, he hasn't signed it yet? I believe he just hasn't signed it. He basically came out saying, I think I can make more money. And I think he's kind of got like a, I can prove myself attitude. And by all means, dude, prove that you're worth more money. But if you just don't have a good season which he didn't have a great season last year and it's incredible that he's being offered this amount of money granted i'm happy i want him to stay in boston but I do as well. 20 million dollars a season 
is a lot of money. And to turn that down, I'll just be interested to see where this comes out at the end of the year or whenever he ends up signing a contract if he does sign an extension. So does that mean he, uh, he'll he be a free agent at the end of this year? Is that what... I am not sure. I, I did see. not look into that, but I'm guessing there's been a very big free agent mentality recently. Like People have really sought out going into free agency because they think they can get a better, bigger deal. I mean, so, how can you... How can you argue with that logic when you see the contracts being signed by, you know, the Manny Machados, the Bryce Harpers, uh, the football contracts just keep getting bigger and bigger. The basketball I mean, contracts, the, it's every sport, it's insane. Sports world. You know who doesn't care about contracts, James? Who? Hockey players. That's true. Because hockey's back, baby. Because hockey is back, and that was one of the weaker transitions this show's ever had, but we're just going to go with it. Hockey's uh, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Bruins. And, uh, the Bruins are, I mean, they're basically picking up right where they left off, right? Yeah, they they have uh, they have vengeance in their blood. They are out. They're on a they're on a tear. Five yeah. and one in their first six games. That took me longer than it should have. You almost said four, so I'm glad you got the words out. Well, you know, the five and one looks like a five minus one, so, you know. Yeah, that's, that's just instinct, really. Honestly, uh, bad math aside, the um, they've looked solid. I mean, scoring uh, on regular play, a lot of power plays, goals I've seen from the highlights. I really haven't been able to catch much. I don't think any actual game time because all the games, uh, the first four were on the West Coast, so that's like, I mean, the games were literally starting at like four a.m. here. I just didn't, yeah, couldn't do it. But uh, you know. Tonight they're at 7 p.m. That's 1 a.m. My time might be able to catch the uh, catch some of that game depending on when I end up in bed. But I mean, from what I've seen in the in the highlights, it's been incredible. They're looking good. They're looking. They good. look really, really say? good. I've been fortunate enough. Uh, I've caught every almost every minute of every game except for this past Monday. Uh, I missed the Anaheim game, which is of course the game where Pasternak goes off, scores all four goals for the Bruins. But they've yeah. looked really, really good. Their only loss uh, was in Colorado, was four two. Really, it was a it was a three two game. You pulled the goalie. They give up an, a shorthanded or an empty net goal. That, that's whatever. But it was a close game right down to the wire. There was not a minute that you didn't think the Bruins had a chance to come right back until the very, very end of the game. But I'm not saying their wins have been blowouts. They've the first game they won two to one. Next game one to zero. Uh, Next game against Vegas. That was an exciting game. Four to three in Vegas. Uh, they're only their their bigger wins coming against New Jersey and Anaheim more recently. 3-0 and 4-2. But the goalie's really, really doing a solid job. We're seeing the rotation between Rask and Halak again, where we didn't see that in the postseason. But Halak's picked up right where he stopped. He his first game. Closed him out. Zero goals allowed. Has played incredibly. And uh, I think if our goaltending can keep up with also the, just the pace of play of the rest of the team, it's going to be a really, really fun start to the season if they can keep this caliber of play up. Yeah, and I mean, the, the one loss coming against a very high, uh, very good Colorado team, rather, uh, who are currently 5-0-1. I mean, we've beaten Anaheim, who's right below us in the, stand, or in the league standings. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really speak much on it. Unfortunately, like I said, I haven't caught the games. I'm looking forward to catching 
hopefully a couple coming in the uh, in the coming weeks. But yeah, I think I think we're we're back to the discussion that Rask and Halak are the the best goalie duo in the NHL. Uh, I mean, we'll need a, a couple more weeks to say that for sure. But I don't know any other team mixing up the goalies like I was going to like the, the same Bruins point. have. Yeah, you don't see any team that has the con- the same level of confidence in two of their goalies. I get pulling your goalie if he's having a bad night, but this is where we just believe so much in the ability of two separate goalies that we don't care who's in that. And I'm still very confident with the team putting up a great game with them in that. I I have no, no concern based on who's absolutely in and and we I think we I feel like we talked about this in depth toward the end of the regular season last season uh, to be able to. To have two options, not just one great option, two great options, but between the pipes uh, on any given night is is just fantastic, and it it keeps teams guessing. Really, you have two two different goalies. I don't know how much like different styles matter in the NHL and stuff like that, but it's just it's just another weapon we have. The quote unquote god line, or you know best line, looking again, not not really picking up right where they left off because they kind of kind of they left uh, off cold. They flamed out in the end of the playoffs, unfortunately, but looking like they did uh, toward the end of last year and even into the beginning of the playoffs. And, you know, Marshan getting some goals, like you mentioned, Pasternak had a four-goal night, Bergeron getting some goals. So just an all-around looking like a well-oiled machine so far. Yeah. Uh, a, pretty, yeah. a pretty exciting schedule coming up, I'd say, if, uh, to close out the month. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, very excited for this. Yeah, I mentioned we have a game tonight at 7 p.m. That comes against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who we... Know who was the number one team number last one year, but team we didn't record wise. Yep, and then got we didn't the beat them round. in the playoffs. Yeah, nice to the Blues, nonetheless. Nope, not the Blues. No. The Jets. What? What? Nope. No, not the no. Jets. We're, we Hold on, I got it. Blue Jackets. There it is. Blue Jackets. Ah, I knew that. Anyways, after that, I don't even want yeah, to continue. Please but, save me. <laughs> just save me. Uh, the next two games in a row after both against Toronto and that. Uh, that's going to be a fun time for, for me. That's going to be a very fun time for me. Oh, they, they, it'll be fun if they win. Yeah. And then after, that, so fun if they after lose. that, the St. Louis Blues and ending the month against a game that's going to be very near and dear to us, at least, playing the San Jose Sharks, which if there's another team right after Toronto that I love to play against, it's the Sharks. Uh, just because I know people who root for those teams, and that means I can run my mouth as much as I want to. Yeah, the Sharks not looking great this year, sitting with only six points uh, in seven games. Uh, Those people near and dear to our heart, as previous mentioned, are in our family, so it just makes it all the better. Not the Leafs uh, fans, to clarify. No one likes the Leafs. No, probably some Leafs fans. We have a very heavy uh, Canadian family. No one likes the Leafs. I'm sure people uh, in your general vicinity would uh, disagree. Oh, yeah, no, no, I've, yeah. All right, well, we're going to move on to the Patriots before I, someone probably beats me up. So Yeah, just say it one more time a little louder, we'll see if anyone breaks on. your door down. All right, so the Patriots have played two games because Thursday night football is a thing. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, and our, our timing's incredibly poor. But anyways, they've played two games since we last recorded. The first one being against Washington and the second being against the New York Giants. Both of them pretty commanding wins, thirty-three to seven in Washington. Two real high-caliber opponents there. You know, oh. two teams that really have it put together this year. 
the Washington, um, we only barely managed to beat the Dolphins and the New York. We don't have a good quarterbacks. Uh, so yeah, good quarterbacks. Yeah, no, yeah, thirty-three-seven in Washington, thirty-five-fourteen in New York. So we'll break it down. If you want to take uh, the Washington game, because I believe that was the one you did catch. At least I did some catch of. some uh, some of it. You know, it was a while ago. Don't really mention. Uh, you know, we'll go on the uh, on the defensive side first because that's what we've talked about so heavily this year. Uh, those seven points coming in what I be- believe was the first drive for the for Washington. I believe so. Yes, first or second like drive a on a big pass play. Play. It was a pass, right? Or was it a run? I don't remember, but it was a big I play. It was a something pass. that shouldn't have happened. It was a pass, and the guy should have. He ran through like three guys that should have tackled yeah. him. Didn't happen. And um, you know, if you're a Washington fan, that was all the offense you got to see for the rest of the, for the uh, for the game. Yep, that was it. That's because the you know the commanding Patriots defense shut him out for the last three quarters, and then the offense. Um, you know, people are saying. <laughs> People are saying the offense is slipping and everything. And, I mean, we should expect this. It's been happening the last three years. Tom Brady's slipping, whatever. The offense is crumbling a little bit. Uh, We still managed to put up 33 points despite this, you know, subpar or not completely put together offense. And then 35 in New York. So, I don't know what people are talking about. You know, you got to – if you're going to be this commanding at a sport, you got to beat the bad teams too, and that's what the Patriots are doing. Yeah, and lucky for us, we just are surrounded by them and get to play them all twice a year. So, But if you look back at it, the only game where we've scored, I believe, under 30 points was against the Bills, which is I would consider our weakest game of the year. Putting up 33 against Pittsburgh, if I remember correctly, 33 in Pittsburgh, 43 in Miami, 30 against the Jets, 16 against the Bills, 33 against Redskins, and 35 against the Giants. So we're putting up, call yeah, it those are 30 points Hold a game. On. We're putting up 30 points a game. and Our defense has allowed two touchdowns. All, no, three touchdowns Three touchdowns all, all season. So no, you can, f- four. Four, my bad. One to Golden Tate. One was the dive over the line. One was the end. Oh, no, because the Jets didn't score a touchdown. Never mind. No, they did not. Anyways. Or, uh, in, uh, the, uh, an offensive, offensive touchdown. Yeah, yeah. And I got no. what you were saying. Um. But what I'm getting at is they may not even be the highest caliber offense. I'll say it. They haven't looked like they could just throw the ball, run the ball all over you all game long. But if your defense is letting up one touchdown a game, two touchdowns a game, it doesn't matter if we're going to put up 30 points because you're going to be nowhere close. Yeah, all you got to put up is you got to put up two touchdowns and a field goal technically if you're letting up, you know, maybe 14 points a game. That's a big maybe. Yeah, so I granted, yes, we have played some of the weaker teams in the league. We have not really gotten to the the bulk and the difficulty of our schedule, but that's coming up. So we have our. Uh, next would you game. like where James? Uh, where is the difficulty of our schedule? Because I'm scrolling through it, and uh, uh, well, it's not. <laughs> I can tell you, it's not this Monday at at the Jets. But no, and I can tell you, it's not next Sunday against the Browns either. Well, you like to think I it guess would be, but. But coming up after on. that, it does hit a, a rough streak there where it's the Ravens, the Eagles, the well, the Cowboys can't play a good team for the life of them, and the Texans, no. then the Chiefs. So, Chiefs, by far, we, we've said it before, hardest game of the year. And Texans, but, too. Texans beat the Chiefs last week, so they're looking like a really, really good team. Uh, but I would also like to say we finished the season on the Bengals, Bills, and Dolphins. Uh, Bengals and Dolphins still, still uh, winless this season. So, yeah, it's been rough, but, I mean, 
we're going to have some tests coming up for sure, more so than in the past, but I still don't think that affects the Patriots' ability to play football and win games. They're going to do what they need to do to win. It might not be pretty, uh, but I think as as the season goes on, they're... <laughs> This is no. I don't know why anyone is surprised. Like at the end when they when they end up putting it all together, like every year. I mean, it, people just don't want to see it. But anyways, uh, just, we we did go quite into depth on the Redskins game, so I'll quickly graze over the New York game, uh, just to to make it quick, but uh, be talked about. So, game started out close. Uh, the Giants kept with the Patriots for the first two scores, putting up fourteen. So it was fourteen, fourteen for a while. It was the first time. Patriots had trailed all season when they went down 14-7, I believe, in the first or second quarter. But Patriots pulled away, shut out the Giants in the second half. Defense still looks insane, picking off Daniel Jones three times, holding him to only 161 yards in the air. Brady rediscovered the fact that he has legs, which is very scary as a fan of New England. Seven Uh, carries, six yards, two touchdowns. And once again, not only is it scary... I cannot explain how frustrating it is having Sony Michelle on your fantasy team and watching a 42-year-old quarterback tuck and run the ball twice in one game, just taking my fantasy points away from me. But you know what? Patriots got the win. That's what matters. The bench all stars. Well, I can tell you, it's not doing uh, well. It's, it's less frustrating than playing against the Patriots defense. That's true because you can't put up 28 points on me this week. Thank you very much. Yeah, the uh, Daniel Jones for not being able to see colors. I'm kidding. That's Jameis Winston because he threw five picks. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, so I have here, we talked about doing midseason updates and predictions, but I figure it's more fun to just, know, regardless of how awful our picks may be, let them run wild till the end of the season. But instead, uh, and I can go first here if, you don't, if you're not ready or we can do it. However... But just, I would say the biggest surprise in the biggest letdown team in each conference. That's, I think, would be like a fun little little thing to do. All right, I can start. I'll go pretty quick because I don't know football that well. Okay. Biggest surprise um, AFC, and letdown. AFC and in NFC. AFC, yeah. Oh, in, in just oh, the conference. Okay, total sorry. AFC, I, total I NFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the person in me that wants to be funny, and unfortunately for most of you and James, uh, he's the one who speaks most of the time, wants to say the biggest uh, surprise and the biggest letdown has been the Dolphins. Uh, that aside, I think the biggest surprise has kind of been the Chiefs not picking up and not looking like the team they were last year, yeah. to me anyway. And and the biggest letdown is... Uh, is Again, you can you can couple that both ways, but the Chargers as well not looking like the team. What the Chargers are three and three? Yeah, they I four mean, and two. It, it looks like a. I think they're three and three. I, it's so a these very are both, open game in the the AFC West right now. Yeah, so two teams that were just so dominant last year. I get. I mean, time they both what they finished fourteen and two. Both of them are thir- or 13, 13 and 3. and 3 and 12 and 4 probably if I had to guess. Somewhere in there. I thought I thought they were tied. I can look that up while, uh, while you do the AFC. All right. So AFC, uh, I would say biggest surprise has been the Houston Texans. And I know they're supposed to be a good football team. And every year they're okay. But I think this year they're really, really showing up. They played incredibly against the Chiefs, beating them last week. The week before that, going off against a pretty... I'll be honest, awful Atlanta Falcons team, but putting up 50-plus points, I think it was 52 or 53. Deshaun Watson 
is really having himself a season right now, I would say uh, definitely watch out for them because they have the offensive power. Their defense is a little shaky, but I think they have what it takes to pull it together and make a good run this year. I'd say biggest letdown has to be the Cleveland Browns. I think everyone expected them to win the, the AFC that's North a, that's a good answer, yeah. by an unmeasurable amount, and they're sitting at maybe 500. They're not playing great football. They should be doing better than they are with the weapons that they have, and uh, it's a real punch in the face, if you know what I'm saying. I I actually I actually don't. Oh, um. So a fan stopped Miles Garrett the other day in traffic, us uh, waving his hands at him, saying you want an autograph. Miles Garrett, who's a, a de- defender on the Browns team, rolls down oh, his I car window and then got punched in the face. Okay, yeah, nothing do it. funny about that, but uh, I guess that uh, would have landed. Kind of funny. Anyways, oh, NFC. I, I, think, I think you could say that the punch landed. Oh God. All right, NFC. Um, uh, to just update you, they both finished uh, twelve and four last year. The Chargers and the Chiefs. Okay, I don't know so why right. I said. Uh, did I say fourteen and two? I don't know why I said that. Yeah, that's fair. Anyways, uh, anyway, yeah, NFC. I'm gonna go with the biggest surprise: uh, the San Francisco 49ers, the only other undefeated team still still in the NFL after the, the Golden Patriots. Boy at quarterback. Oh, we miss him. Say say what you will about Jimmy Garoppolo outside uh, off the field. <laughs> <laughs> but on the field, man, they have uh, now. I don't know that I don't know their exact schedule or whatever. But I mean, you don't play bad football in the five. They're clearly playing some good football now. They have a lot road ahead of them because they had a very early bye week. What was it? Week week five, I think. Was there bye week? Week four or five? Yeah, it was very early in the season. So you got a long way to go. But uh, for me, the biggest surprise in, in saying that and just looking over the conference again, part of me also wants to see the Saints. Say the Saints as well. Big surprise with Teddy Bridgewater being quarterback. Uh, for letdown, I'm not a hundred percent sure where to go because I haven't watched a whole lot of football outside the Patriots. I no, this might be a bad football take because uh, you're clearly the football expert. But the letdown, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, so good a couple of years ago. Not usually great defensive team, but even even now, I think what are they four and two? One in five. They're one in five. Yeah, okay. Even worse than I thought. Much uh, worse with, than you thought. <laughs> with uh, Did Matt Ryan win win MVP a couple seasons ago? Yes, he won he the had, season they put us in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so I mean, you, with an MVP quarterback and, and guys like Julio Jones on the team, one in, one in five is just unacceptable in my mind. I would imagine their coach is getting pretty nervous. Uh, yeah. But if they call him into the office at, at 5 a.m., I would... I think call him into the you. office at 5 a.m. You're going to cut me off again. Yep. We're going to cut <laughs> right, you off on the Jay Gruden joke that's already been yeah, used yeah, yeah, a million right. times. Just, yeah, go. All Your right. turn. <laughs> Dang it. I didn't get my takeout. Um, anyways, biggest surprise for me, I would honestly say the Saints week two. I Was it week one or week two? Drew Brees goes down with a thumb injury. No one thinks the Saints are going to be able to do anything about it. Uh, and Teddy Bridgewater, he's done incredibly. He's won every game since Drew Brees went out. He's really making a case for himself, which if you're Drew Brees at the age you're at, got to be a little scary. But also as a Saints fan, you're a little bit relieved. You know that the talent exists behind Drew Brees, that uh, when See, his career does end, you can you might have some talent still left around. I don't think that's scary for 
for Drew Brees at all. When he comes back 100% healthy, he is obviously going to be the number one choice for the Saints. I don't think it'll even be a question. No, uh, guys think, named Drew don't exactly have a good history with, with backups and keeping their job. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> wow, we are going way back for that one. Uh, yeah. We'll throw back. Remember your roots. That's all I have to remember, say. Yeah, remember how we got here. All right. Um, Thank God for injuries, right? Just kidding. That's no, terrible. That's, that's terrible. terrible. Drew Bledsoe's leg almost got amputated. That's not funny. Um, um, anyways, I would say... Be, no, oh, oh my continue, point continue. Be, sorry, yeah. Um, if you're Drew Brees, if you're Saints fan, I'm not worried. Drew Brees is obvious. I, I still think he's 100% the choice Saints go with when he's 100 back and healthy. And if you're Teddy Bridgewater, you got to be elated. You have the chance to play on one of the highest caliber football teams. Learn under one of the uh, one of the greater quarterbacks of all time, not the greatest, obviously. Not that, but and he's making a huge case to uh, get himself a buttload of money at the end of the year. Yeah, I would say so. I think if you look at it, anyways. Quickly, I will also mention the same kind of deal happening in Carolina with Kyle Allen winning all games since Cam Newton's been gone. I would say the job security side of that's a little bit more questionable. With Cam Absolutely, especially back. when you dress like you do as Cam Newton. All right, well, we had to get that one out. Um, biggest letdown, gotta be them boys. It's gotta be. Don't mind my Siri just going off in the background oh, there. That's okay, because she's disappointed too. But the Cowboys, man, they look yeah. to have a hot start to the season, and boy, has that gone downhill quickly. Losing their last three straight games, barely making a case for themselves as a team. Uh, disappointed because I do only root for the Cowboys, ironically. But man, it's it's been a letdown so far this season. I will say, uh, I'm hoping the Cowboys can turn it around. I want to see just the hilarious dynamic of what goes on in that football team continue. Uh, there's a joke about Jerry Jones in here, but I've done a, enough bad, bad just jokes in general today. I think. Uh, and you guys didn't even get to hear the pre-show. Yeah. James shot me out like four times on, on some takes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was your uh, your amateur take on surprises and letdowns in the in the NFL. All right. Well, speaking of letdowns, we're gonna move right along to everyone's favorite part of the show, where One we don't talk about transitions. where we don't talk about sports at all. It gets just. I have actually. Can we add this here? Because I do have a sports thing. Oh, okay. Go for it. But then. it's not like a sport we talk about. Well, mine's kind of a sports thing too, so I guess this works. But So this is like the this is the transition phase. So this is hopefully ease listeners out of the sports and into uh, just whatever is after the sports. We don't have a name for it. Yep. Anyway, as previously mentioned on this podcast, I am studying abroad in the Czech Republic, and this past weekend, I actually had the chance to go see the Czech Republic men's national soccer team, uh, football, to any of you that aren't American, the football team, and play the England soccer team, men's national team, uh, the England that made it to the quarterfinals, pardon me, the semifinals in the World Cup not two years ago, the England that is... Uh, one of the highest-rated teams in the FIFA rankings around the world. The England that lost 2-1 to one in Prague against the Czech Republic uh, in what had to be one of one of the biggest soccer upsets in the past decade. I don't know. Uh, just an incredible performance uh, by the Czech national team. I had crazy good seats. I think I sent you a picture of them, James. Uh, they were right 
right in front. We were in the fan section. That's uh, where the all, fans are. Yep, that would make sense. No, no, in the fan section, like you know, like behind the net. Oh, like okay. The, okay, so you're actually net, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. like the actual fan section where they got. I wouldn't say rowdy, but uh, so that was just an incredible experience to see a huge upset and uh, a, a big win for the Czechs as that was for. Uh, a big European tournament, uh, soccer tournament that is coming next summer. Oh, well, I didn't know that they won, so that's actually pretty exciting. Considering how they good won, England is at soccer. They uh, England got a very early penalty kick, which Harry Kane buried, and that was about the last thing you heard from Harry Kane all game. Uh, one of the better strikers around the world, and he didn't, didn't really do much. Uh, then the Czechs actually put one in just a couple minutes after that. And they sealed the deal with an 86th minute goal Ooh. to go ahead 2-1. That's a heartbreaker. Well, at least for the English. Uh, I'm sure everyone probably not if you're cheering for the Czechs. Up. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that's there exciting. Were some, I didn't from what that. I heard, I can't, I can't confirm this because I didn't see it. Uh, there were some scuffles between English, uh, England fans and the Czech police after the game. There always are. Um, no, the English actually, always treat soccer with just such respect and everyone who yeah, surrounds most the sport. Respect, yeah. So what's really funny is there was the, the Czech fan section behind, you know, with the I guess one of the sides, and all the way at the other end of the of the stadium was the English fan section, if you will. Uh, and just you could tell where the fan section ended because at every row uh, between the English and then like the normal fans, I guess, was a security guard. <laughs> down for down for twenty five or thirty rows on both sides of it. So you're talking like 50 extra security guards just to contain, like, to keep the English fans separate from anyone else, basically. Oh, I would have thought they just had a dentist at each at each row. Well, now we have to we're, cut we're this. We're keeping that. No, we're keeping that. We're All right. Keeping well, that. well hold on. Let me quickly, toss quickly it check out. what percent of our viewers are from, oh, the Eng- boy. from England. We're going to toss it over to Pope Francis. Wait, 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 hold on. I thought you said you had a sports thing. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It is. <laughs> so, uh, in, in similar fashion to what you did a couple of weeks ago with that, with an Andy Reid headline, which we all hopefully loved. Uh, I have a little bit of a, it's not actually a technically a headline, but, uh, it, it came up on my phone as news for me from Twitter which if you don't follow me on Twitter, start doing so. I actually do tweet things here and there. But anyways, uh, it just reads, an accidental blessing from Pope Francis ended up working out in the Saints' favor. <laughs> oh, I think I saw it. I think I saw something like this. So I think I saw something about this. For those of you that don't know, Pope Francis um, tweeted out, I, I can't read the exact tweet. I don't have it up with me right now. Uh, something the lines along the lines of welcoming the new saints in the Holy Land, but he managed to use the trending saints hashtag that was yep. relevant to the I NFL. So it's hashtag saints and then the saints logo next to it. <laughs> and the saints ended up coming back and winning their game. So uh, thank you, Pope Francis, <laughs> for continuing Teddy Bridgewater's streak. Uh so yeah, I, I guess that's not really much of like a story of mine, but I just saw that I was like, there, what? Like I just thought I had to bring it up because no, uh, you definitely it was did it was just a good a good all round sports story from this week. Other than that, what else has happened? A lot. Well, I can I can tell you from a quick search that uh, 
seven percent of our viewership supposedly comes from uh, England. So if you want to, like, I apologize. Where do we, where uh, do we draw the line? Like, is seven percent enough to like take that out? I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure that out. I'm doing. I'm on a bad bit right now. Just, uh, just maybe just mute me for the. Is that a, uh, is that an option? It's been done before. Just replace my. Just replace my. Uh, my voice the entire time with the voice from like charlie brown of the adults though just, just muffled wah, wah. Out. no one's ever heard um uh, yeah see i i have stuff written down here and i don't think there's any of it i can actually decently talk about and have it be funny luckily for, for you um uh, someone here in prague did something the other day that i uh, uh am fortunate enough to bring to this podcast it's not it's not terribly funny uh, it was a little funny. Nothing and I knew... you ever bring to the table. <laughs> fair, fair. Low blow, but fair. Um, but it was one of those situations where I was watching it unfold, and I was like, this is going on the podcast. And then it just kept going. I was like, yeah, it's getting better. Uh, anyway, where I'm going with this is uh, a lot of the... If you live on, you know, downtown on a main street, it's very common here in the Czech Republic, in Prague, in the city that I'm in, to your your driveway or your garage, so to speak, is you go up off the road, kind of over the sidewalk, technically, and into, like, doors that, like, open and close on a, uh, like, mechanically, I guess, if you will. So I know it's very, it's very common in, like, uh, the United States for, like, the garage door to go up and down, but these ones are actually, like, doors that swing open and close, like, regular doors, I guess. Yeah, like a gate, kind of, but not. <clears throat> Essentially, and then you drive into, like, I guess, technically, like, the city block, and your parking is somewhere in there. Anyway, uh, I saw a man the other day as I was getting out of class. This is around the 9 o'clock at night. Oh, this is prime um, prime crackhead hour. <laughs> no, I uh, speak to crackheads. Saw one today. Uh, so that was around two p.m. So, oh boy. <laughs> so uh, anyway, you can get to that in a second. Uh, this man was coming out of his uh, his city block, I guess, wherever he keeps the car. The doors would open, and I don't know who or if this was person was parked illegally or whatever. But there was a car parked so he could knock it onto the road. <laughs> he was blocked in, Just and he's kind of like it. he's kind of looking. Like he gets out of his car and he looks around to see if like anyone's in the car, or whatever. And um, the the car's dark. There's no one in it. Shows no signs of moving. There's no driver coming to get into it that's nearby that can like move it or whatever uh this man opts to drive down the sidewalk oh no um, for a little ways but another very common thing here in the czech republic uh outdoor cafes <laughs> so it's not as funny as you think it is but uh i see him get down the sidewalk a little bit he gets out of his car again uh goes to one of these cafes moves a table and chairs so that he can get around said cafe and then i don't think i think my train came at that point but i think I, i'm pretty sure he just parked his car on the sidewalk like i didn't see him drive off again. with the day that he's having i don't even like that just so whatever so i don't know why he didn't just park outside his place if like his goal was to park on the sidewalk uh he went through this whole rigmarole of moving around some uh, cafe's furniture but uh yeah that was the that that kept me entertained the other night when I was getting out of class. The only like the next best alternative to that was just him driving through the car that was parked in front of him. <laughs> or <laughs> just, the outdoor cafe. Just, probably not. 
No, there wasn't. It was late. There was no one there. Oh, oh it was okay, closed. okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't. Closed. Jeez. Oh, okay. My okay, that clear. But uh, that. yeah, just uh, that guy didn't have a great night, no, and in turn, not a, I did. Not so. a great look for him. Uh, speaking of the crackhead today, this will only be funny to you because it's a reference to something uh, we saw together. But there was a man uh, attacking the air today oh, as I was coming back. Classic. Uh, very, very reminiscent of the time we were in Las Vegas, James, and we were in in the taxi uh, watching some someone freak out of the streets. Out. Someone, yeah, that's okay. Our, but, uh, our crackhead takes will remain at a minimum <laughs> for yeah, the rest he of was, the show. He, he was swinging at the air. He was you know swinging. He was. He was swinging, all right. Wow. Yeah, so um, I'm bringing bad drivers and crackheads to the table. You've brought, uh, brought divine Pope intervention, Francis. if you will. Pope Francis, baby. The man uh, himself. You got, you got anything else? Um, n- Not really. I, I wrote something down earlier this week that the more I read it, just the less funny it is. So uh, I think I'll spare everyone. And, uh, oh really? So I I'm gonna uh, whatever. Probably for the better. Probably for the better. Anyway, haven't shut us down yet. Um, I think that's about it for this week. So uh, thank you. Wanna you. Bring back our, our you want to bring back our friendly little? We should have done this at the end of the sports oh. section, but friendly little uh, wager for the next Patriots game. Next Patriots game. Guess sure. the score. Get a little, little guess the score. They're playing the Jets. I know that much. Here, let me look it up. Let me get. Yeah, it's the Jets who they currently They're they beat the Jets. thirty to fourteen Monday night. I'm gonna go with those two touchdowns came on a mistake. I will put in thirty-five to ten. All right. In favor of the Patriots. I'm feeling a little bit of a thirty thirty-one to seven. 31 to 7, two very Although similar that's scores. that's true, Mono Man's coming back, so. Oh, in that case, uh, 35 to 0. <laughs> uh, I think my, if, if Pope Francis didn't take Tweet of the Week, then Barstool definitely did, tweeting, a oh, dying goodness. man is a dangerous man, as Sam Darnold made a 92-yard touchdown throw. <laughs> uh, Yep. Barstool making a whole lot of headlines recently. A whole lot of noise, and we're just not going to talk about it. We, because... can't, uh, we can't talk about that. Yep. Um, We say it every week. We'll say it again. For those of you that are still listening, uh, may Pope Francis bring you some very good luck in the Twitter future. No, believe Because me. you truly are. Uh, you truly are dedicated to this show, and we appreciate you a whole lot. Um, oh, my bad. James is clearly just scrolling through Instagram while I do no, the outro. I'm scrolling through Twitter because I was ah, looking okay. at my Twitter to make sure I get the right app because I most likely probably don't. I wrote it don't. in the document. I wrote I it in the document. I still don't read this document considering the fact that I just type most of what's in here and then leave. But I was going to say, if anyone doesn't read the documents, me. All right. Well, Ooh. thank you for listening to this wonderful show. We appreciate you for not leaving. And if you did leave, we don't really blame you. We don't want to be here either. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just keeps uh, getting better. Anyways, uh, that's going to do it for this week. We'll be back again uh, pretty soon, hopefully. next. Well, actually, I don't know. Next week, my schedule is crazy. I'll be honest. Mine as well. I got midterms and everything. It's but homecoming uh, this weekend. I don't know if I'll still be alive oh. next week. 
no one really knows. Um, but to keep up with all things Brady Bros Boston Sports Podcast, follow us on Instagram at Brady Bros Boston. I don't really or know if we us on still Twitter. use that account. Yeah, we follow don't. us on Twitter. That's my fault. Twitter is the place to be right now. I do now. I use just... Twitter. I also do use Twitter. My Twitter is Brady Bros Nick. Mine is at James B underscore Boston, bringing you the right greatest in retweets, in quoting <laughs> tweets. Very few Retweet. original thoughts on this Twitter, but hey. Yeah, I was going to just say the button for people that are unoriginal, which happens to be both of us. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, seriously, we really do appreciate it. All jokes aside, we like doing this, and you know we're just going to keep doing it until they shut us down, which could be really <laughs> any day at now. At this rate, probably pretty soon, if I had to guess. <laughs> uh, will we see episode 36? I don't know. Tune in next week to find out. See ya!